Hey, ho, what do you know? It's time for the Matt Dean Clark Show. Hey everybody, welcome back to the podcast. Welcome back to the podcast that critics are calling Seven Out of Eight Doctors Recommend Never Trying This Show. Okay. Well, I guess if you want to be healthy, <laughs> time to tune out. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, let's not be healthy and let's uh, let's hang out for the next little bit. Um, it's good to have you back. Welcome back to a, the podcast. This is a solo podcast, so it's all just Matt Rashabi solo action. So there you go. So I'm sorry. <laughs> But uh, that that's, listen, you got me for a little bit. Um, but yeah, lots to talk about. I was just um, driving back from my parents' place to my place in the cities. And so um, as I got there in the parking lot, there was like one spot free in my parking lot. I wanted to park closer to the apartment. I have my own space, not to brag, uh, in the garage, but it's across the street. Um, and so I parked... I found one free spot, and so there's this free space, and as I'm about to pull in, this guy is just kind of walking around looking aimlessly, you know, looking aimless, looking confused, looking just um, like he's doesn't know where he is, <laughs> and he's lands in the spot right in the area where it's the only free spot, and I, at first I kind of think, oh, well, you know, is this happening for, like, on purpose? Because, like, how does he randomly just land right in the free spot as I'm about to pull in. And then he doesn't even look or notice me. It's like he doesn't notice the one car that's moving in the parking lot, which is pretty funny to me. And then, and then, so I'm just watching him because he's in my spot and he's kind of going back and forth and he's looking around and he's, I can tell he's looking for his car. He doesn't know, he doesn't remember where he parked it. And so he's going back and forth he goes one way for a while and then comes back the other way, goes that way for a while. He just keeps doing this. And I'm laughing hysterically. Um, and I felt bad because it was, you know, he couldn't see because he, it seemed like he didn't even notice the car was there and that I was there. So I know he didn't feel bad about it. So I didn't feel bad, you know, but I was just laughing because I was like, that is normally me on a daily basis. <laughs> You know what I mean? When you go into Target, you come out, you have no idea where you are. You're like in another planet. Um, and so that I felt a little good about. And I was like, oh, okay, well, I'm not the only one. And so I think we can all take that from from that um, incident. Um, also, that was interesting on the way as I needed a coffee, needed a pick-me-up, the drive from my parents' place to Minneapolis. And so I stopped at uh, the old Caribou Coffee um, and now I'm very used to Starbucks and Caribou, and often I interchange them in my headspace. And so when I went up to Caribou, I go, um, yeah, I'll take a tall coffee. Now, they that is Starbucks lingo, is the tall. So in Starbucks, if you get a tall coffee, that's their short, that's their small coffee. But if you say that in any other place, that's not what you're going to get. Uh, so I was like, uh, can I get a tall coffee? They're like, sure, four. That'll be four fifty. And I was like, huh, close to five bucks for a small coffee. That doesn't seem right. And then, uh, um, then instantly, I realized what happened when um, they bring my drink to me, which is this massive 
super large cup of hot coffee. But listen, I'm not complaining. I can take it. And that's why I feel like you can probably hear it in my voice. <laughs> this guy is wired. Uh, but that's okay. Listen, you know, whatever gets you through the day. Um, but uh, yeah, so I'm actually uh, recording this the same week as uh, Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day happened a couple of days ago. And I wanted to talk about my Valentine's Day experience because, um, you know, we were so fascinated with Brett's secret admirer on the last week's episode that we, you know, really focused in on that. Uh, which is so fascinating. We'll hopefully find out who that was from, um, if he, uh, you know, if he's willing to share, of course, um, in a future episode. We'll see. But for me, I took Paige to uh, this. I uh, surprised her with this Irish restaurant that we both love going, um, McGarry's, which is a traditional Irish name, uh, and that, that I hadn't heard. I thought I'd heard all the Irish names, um, but that uh, yeah. So we went there and had. Uh, had their Valentine's dinner, and they had the meal, um, you know, it's where they have kind of, they have the meals already planned. Um, and one that they had was uh, sea bass. And uh, I'd never had sea bass before. And I don't know why I had this image of sea bass as like, I don't know, I just, I think I had it as not good in my head. And we had it, and we both agreed, like, it, it was just, it tasted so great and the way they prepared it, like it was warm. You know, whenever I cook fish, it's like instantly cold on the plate. <laughs> and so this was just a perfect experience. And we both walked away. We were like, yeah, we, I think we're sea bass fans. Um, so that was really cool. And I uh, got a bottle of wine um, and it was uh, yeah, fantastic dinner and a great Valentine's Day. I hope you had a good one too. Um, so there you go with that. All right, let's start the show. Okay, we're going to go with movies. So, yeah, seen a lot of uh, good stuff. Last week we talked about um, some horror movies. And, you know, now, actually, you know, I'll, I can start with another horror movie too. Violent Night I did end up seeing. Um, and Violent Night is the Christmas-themed um, horror movie about the actual Santa Claus, who is like this mythological figure who somehow, you know, he has to be Santa Claus and he used to be an old warrior. And so he can't be killed because he's got this Christmas magic. And he ends up just being in the wrong place at the wrong time. We've all been there. Um, and it's kind of a diehard situation. He's at this house delivering gifts as these um, thugs are moving in to try to steal a bunch of money from this rich family. And so Santa is faced with this dilemma of uh, does he hightail it out of there? Or does he, you know, save and help this family? Well, thankfully, uh, the, or not thankfully for him, but the reindeer take off, so he's stuck there. And so he has to help this family. And there's a little daughter there, too, that still believes in Santa, believes in him. And so he's able to, to save the day, spoiler alert, and, uh, you know, keep her magic and her idea and thought of Santa Claus alive. So it was really good. I liked it a lot. I thought the action was awesome. Um, can't recommend it enough. Violent Night. The only thing that's a deterrent is it's two hours, and I think it doesn't need to be two hours. But if you want just a fun hang, and you're like, okay, I have two hours to kill. Violent Night's a great one. And I watched it 
you know, this past week, so I didn't even watch it during Christmas time. And, uh, and that's okay. You know, I still, I'm one of those guys that does like Christmas movies at any time of the year. So if you're like that too, check out Violent Night. That's on Peacock right now too. So I will give that, you know, good or not good, I'll give that a good. Um, from there, uh, I mentioned this a little bit last week, um, but I have the Criterion channel now. And so I've been exploring a bunch of different random movies, some art films. And uh, one of the things that I've been checking out is this um, Robert Sidomac um, films. Oh, actually, you know what? I'm going to hold really quick. Uh, we'll take a quick break, and I'll be right back. All right, I'm back. Sorry about that. Work call. Humble brag. Um, but any any whoozle. Yeah, where was I? Oh, so I was talking last week about some uh, noir movies. Clark's big in the noir movies. And I saw a couple as well. On I have the Criterion channel. I talked about how... Um, at one point recently, I uh, quit my gym membership and got two more streaming services. <laughs> Listen, I think that's a good uh, change and a good investment. Um, good switcheroo. But so I found this uh, this guy, this um, filmmaker, Robert Sidomac. Um, I believe that's how you pronounce his name. And I'm actually going to, um, let's see, look that up to make sure that I get it right. But he's a German filmmaker. And they have four of his movies from the 40s on there. And so I was like, oh, well, I'll definitely check that out. Yeah, it's pronounced Siodmak, Robert Siodmak. So there you go. Um, And his movies, so he's a German kind of expressionistic filmmaker. And so all of his um, set design and his camera angles are really interesting and crazy to see. Um, And so I saw two of his movies uh, one, the Phantom Lady, and um, that was really good. That's about a um, a assistant um, who is her boss ends up getting framed for a murder, so she's spending the movie trying to solve the murder, which is very cool. And then another one was uh, the let's see, I want to make sure I get the title right. Um, but yeah, that first one was really good, and. Um, the it's it's interesting how some of the popular trends now um like the anti-hero is definitely seen more in his um second one which is the suspect um and that is that's probably my favorite of the two and the suspect is uh charles lawton um and it is, yeah, so made in 1944, based off of a 1939 novel, This Way Out, by James Ronald. It is a great movie, and it's about this guy who ends up murdering his wife to be with his young girlfriend. And this detective that's uh, kind of looming around in the background, always trying to solve it. Uh, but yeah, definitely check out uh, Phantom Lady and the Suspect um, and Violent Night. All good. I'm giving all gids this week. So there you go. I'll get used to it. All 
All right, from there, we're going to do some entertainment news, entertainment news of the week. And we'll start with um, Deadpool news because I am constantly searching for Deadpool news because I'm a huge Deadpool fan. Those movies, I feel like I cannot ever get sick of. Those have endless rewatchability. So it's kind of cool. So, um, yeah, the, this article came out and uh, dropped that Emma Corrin from The Crown, which I've not seen The Crown, but I heard the show's awesome and that she's really good in it too, um, played the younger Diana, um, but that she will be joining the Deadpool family. So there's a lot of speculation because when you know Ryan Reynolds tweeted this out, he posted a little you know, emoticon of... Um, I think it's two swords of cross swords. So people are like, oh, it's got to be a Marvel character with swords. So they were thinking Psylocke or Magic as Marvel characters. Um, but uh, but yeah, so there you go. We'll see. Um, also, this was will be a good time to do some comic book news. Um, some comic books that I've been reading that I'm super into um is you know and we're just talking about marvel but i'm not going to go with marvel i'm going to go with dc and talk about batman and the joker the deadly duo by uh, mark silvestri and arif prianto and again i'm sure i butchered the that name but uh but great comic book there's four issues and it's kind of you know basically batman ends up batman ends up being partners with the Joker and they're trying to solve this, you know, murder and mystery. And there's a, you know, a bigger villain looming over him who you can hear the voice, but you don't know who it is yet. I'm thinking it might be the Riddler, but they're not really solving riddles yet. So don't know if that's for sure him, but it's really good. And, you know, he's got Joker all handcuffed up and it, it feels like a very twisted version of Midnight Run the uh, Robert De Niro movie uh, from the 80s. But um, yeah, pretty crazy, really good. Um, They just had their, I read the fourth issue yesterday, and the fourth issue is this kind of standalone plot of uh, kind of like a train heist where they got to basically Batman and Joker have to jump on this train and they have to make the weight a certain weight Otherwise, this killer is going to um, keep the train going on these tracks and end up going into this building and killing a bunch of people. And it's so twisted. Uh, and I won't spoil how that happens, but I definitely recommend checking out that. So that's Batman and the Joker, the deadly duo. Uh, another good comic book that I'm reading right now is Dark Ride by Joshua Williamson and Andrea Bresson. Um, and it, that is really awesome too. That's all horror related. So of course I'm going to like that. And it's about, um, this guy who basically makes a pact with the devil to make this ultimate amusement park. That's all kind of horror themed. And, um, you know, so over the years, this guy has, um, brought up a family. So the family's in the business as well. And a young boy works for the amusement park. And after day one, he, and ends up going missing and is dead spoiler alert um but his sister goes kind of undercover to work at the amusement park to try to solve the mystery and the murder of her brother so really good setup um super dark uh yeah cannot recommend that enough so definitely check that out as well that's dark ride from image comics so batman and the joker the deadly duo and dark ride some good comic books to check out this week 
All right, from there, we'll do advice. This is the advice section of the week. We hear every week how it is Clark and Brett's favorite, and it's a lot of your guys' favorite. So we're going to keep that going. Keep that uh, keep that alive. Um, if you have any advice, questions, or comments, please feel free, as always, to reach out at notgoodwithmatt at gmail.com. That's notgoodwithmatt at gmail.com. We'll start with uh, one. Um, a woman wants to know, does coddling a dog translate to spoiling future kids? Uh, this letter writer is afraid that uh, um, his girlfriend will coddle their possible future children the way she's constantly and currently spoiling her dog. Um, yeah, totally. I could see that. Um, break up immediately. <laughs> this is the worst advice. All right, that's been the advice segment for the week. Um no, listen, I don't think that that necessarily translates. That's just something you have to talk about, too, about how you, you know, if you're going to raise kids with with this lady, um, you guys got to talk about that and be open about how you want to embark on that journey together. But uh, but I don't think you need to fear necessarily that that's going to translate over there because, like, animals are just cute and cuddly, you know, all the time. Um, but kids aren't all the time cute and cuddly. Do you know what I mean? So just think about that. Um, oh, this one, a couple's first trip exposed some mismatch vacationing styles. A couple went on their first vacation together only to learn that they want to do completely different things. And they were kind of clashing a bunch. Um, yeah, that can happen. Going, when you have multiple personalities on a trip or doing anything, you know, that constantly can clash. You know what I mean? Because somebody's going to like you know, doing stuff that's not super um, energetic. Some people is going to want to do stuff that is a little kind of on the mellow, lazy side. You know, some people are going to want to do rock climbing or heavy energetic sports stuff. You know what I mean? Um, but, uh, but yeah, so that just kind of happens. Um, but I think you guys, you know, the proper way to do it is to just fight about it constantly. <laughs> You see that a lot. I did see a couple fight recently too in the wild of Minneapolis. And it's, uh, it's devastating sometimes when they, how people talk to each other and all that. Um, you know, I've been in relationships where that's kind of happened, but thankfully that's not, you know, right now. And if you are in that, you know, that just kind of, that sucks. Um, but, but as far as for traveling, when you find that out, when you're like, okay, um, I can tell we have completely different, and you probably already knew that that might happen anyways, because if you have different tastes um, and likes and hobbies, um, but what I what we do when we go on a different or on a trip with other people, other couples, we'll do like every day somebody else can pick an activity, so that way you your needs or interests will get met at some point, but it might just not be that particular day. You know what I mean? So you just got to wait till your day, but. That's kind of cool because then you are more open to trying other things because you know your other event that you you have your one mainstay event that and each person has it that they're like okay that's going to be the one that I'm going to love um, so yeah that uh, might be a good a good workaround uh, another uh, writer writes in my son worships his dad but only tolerates me well you got to write him out of the will there you go problem solved. Uh, no, you know, that just happens. Sometimes, you know, a kid will just gravitate towards a certain parent. Um, and just, you know, don't let it bother you. 
know that at a certain point in life too, they probably, as long as you're consistent with being a good person and all of that, and you're not like lashing out in because of that, um, they'll find their way back to, to you and realize that like, oh yeah, both parents have been awesome. You know what I mean? So there you go. Just stay positive. Well, that's some good advice, right? I can do good advice sometimes. I, it's not without or beyond the realm of possibility that I can offer good advice. Told ya. All right, from there we'll do, let's see, what else? can? Oh, let's do some TV. Let's do some little television. Um, oh, yeah, you know, so I mentioned last episode talking about Shrinking, which is my new favorite TV show. So that's a series created by Brett Goldstein, who um, plays a character in Ted Lasso, um, has his own podcast too, super funny guy. Bill Lawrence, who's made a bunch of stuff, and Jason Siegel, we all know him. Um, but yeah, the series premiered on January 27th, 2023 on Apple TV, excuse me, Apple TV Plus. Um, but yeah, if you haven't checked it out, check it out. It might be exactly what you're looking for. It is very similar in the vein of Ted Lasso. It's one of those shows that even though they're talking about uh, some depressing stuff, it, it it does just make me happy. And I want to check in and hang out with these characters every week. And I'm having a fun time with that. And also what I really like too is, so right now I'm back full time in Minneapolis. I'm loving that. Even though this winter could kind of wrap up, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I literally moved back um, and fully moved into the apartment in November. And it was like good weather those two days that I moved in. And so I had the U-Haul moved in. And then literally it was right after that, thankfully, but it, it uh, dropped super cold, and then it became winter immediately, <laughs> and is currently currently that way. Um, but uh, but so the show where I moved from was um, the Pasadena area um, in California, and I have always loved that area. And this show is set there, so I'm seeing things that I constantly did because I would do daily walks, and I'd walk through Pasadena. And I'd walk through the old town Pasadena area. So there's there's this park where Harrison Ford's having a scene with his with um, Jason Siegel's daughter. And I'm like, oh yeah, I know that park that's behind um, you know Lucky Baldwin's and this bar. And I was like, oh, and that's also um, the park where I saw this homeless couple uh, get it on. <laughs> and I was like, I remember that happening. And it was like. And so that, when I saw that scene, that's all I could think about. I had to rewatch the scene because it was like, it took me out of it because I, I was traumatized from that event. Like when I saw it, these, you know, these people and they just, you know, were just going to town in daylight and it's like, you're, it's like a, like a train wreck. You're transfixed, you know, and you got to watch the entire thing. You can't leave, you know, you have to wait till, um, you know, everything kind of r- wraps up. No, no, I, I walked right <laughs> I walked away right right when I saw what was going on. I was like, okay, I don't need to walk down and hang out in the park. And also, I don't need to be anywhere near that patch of grass because um, that uh, should be burned. 
Uh, but anyway, so that's really cool. Um, checking in every week for, with that show and seeing Pasadena as well. And it looks like, you know, the way they shoot it too is like, oh yeah, that's just, that's how it looked every day on my walks. So that's pretty cool. So there you go. Check that out. I'm also speaking with Harrison Ford, 1923. You're speaking of Harrison Ford, 1923. That spinoff of Yellowstone, the prequel series, is still killing it. It's really good. Um, at the end of episode four, you saw Harrison Ford get shot. Uh, spoiler alert, of course. And you're, you know, it's pretty much this cliffhanger of like, oh, he's dead. Yeah, this main character who you love is dead. And I was like, oh, is that what they're going to do? Like, kill him off right away? But he's back, but he's, like, healing. So he's just in a bed or in a chair the whole time. And I wondered if that's kind of one of those things where he maybe wrote in. You know, I always heard that story of, um, like, Bruce Willis wanting to do that and, like, always sit down a bunch. So there was a lot of scenes where he's sitting down or he's in a car, anything where he's just sitting down. Um, and I wonder if that is one of those things where, cause he did a lot of like horse riding stuff in the couple first couple episodes. Maybe he was like, all right, listen, this is the, this is kind of the, the, the takeaway we'll do where I'll do, I'll do these heavy intensive scenes, but the back end of the show, I'd like to just be in a bed the entire time <laughs> and be super comfortable. Maybe, maybe that's what it is. Um, but there you go. And then also for TV, I watched two comedy specials, Andrew Santino's Cheeseburger and Mark Maron's From Bleak to Dark. Check those out. Two very different uh, sets of comedy. Andrew Santino's very funny, lighthearted. Uh, Mark Maron's gets dark and intense because he had some trauma and uh, some tragedy in his life recently. So he uh, doesn't shy away from that, talks about that. So uh, very intense, but uh, good to check out. So there you go. That is TV for the week. All right, and finally, we'll do some random news. This is random news of the week, and we'll start with um, something that happened um, earlier this week. A string of lights in the sky prompted reports of UFO activity on social media. Um, Have you guys ever had that? You guys ever seen what you thought was a UFO? I remember as a kid kind of freaking out around the campfire. You know, you tell these stories, you scare each other, and then you see something in the sky probably just a satellite or a comet and you you trick yourself into believing that what you saw was a certifiable proof of um, life on another planet and um, and it's not but this and this one is you know no exception so this string of lights that people thought were UFOs it was actually Starlink satellites experts said the line of lights spotted over the state on Sunday night sparked speculation um, that UFOs were flying over the area. Um, experts said the lights were actually, yeah, satellites launched into orbit Sunday evening. They launched a whole train of satellites, and you're actually seeing individual little satellites, but they're all in this row, and that's why it looks like this bright line in our sky. Renee Kurrigan, curator and science and planetarium director at the Peroria Riverfront Museum, said. Kerrigan said the lights will be visible again. Um, a few days later and that's in illinois so there you go um i'm sure that somebody took a video or picture and was like yeah this is it this is gonna make me a millionaire no doubt 
in my mind. Wow, I have full evidence here. <laughs> and then this follow-up story came out, and they're like, yeah, great. Perfect. You couldn't have kept that to yourself? Really? Um, all right, we'll talk about another um, Valentine's, post-Valentine's Day. Um, well, this happened on Valentine's Day, but we're talking about it post-Valentine's Day. Uh, this was in Kentucky. Animal control officers are trying to find the owner of a pig after this Valentine swine, they're calling it, was found running loose in a roadway. Lexington Fiat Animal Care and Control said in a Facebook post that officers responded Tuesday when a pig was reported running loose on Radcliffe Court in Lexington. Swooning for this Valentine swine is what the post said. This guy was caught this morning running loose on Radcliffe Court. The post included a video of the male pig after being brought to an animal shelter. The post said officers are now hoping to reunite the pig with its owner. So there you go. I'm sure someone will reach out because I'm sure somebody is upset that their breakfast went missing. Because um, that is that is devastating. Um, and what's also devastating is that we have to say goodbye now. This is the end of the podcast. Thanks for checking out another episode of Not Good. Again, reach out to Not Good uh, with Matt at gmail.com and uh, we can answer your uh, you know email on a future episode of the podcast. Thank you, Nalo, for the music and the unis, of course, for their music. And uh, we will see you guys again in another week. Um, this is episode 97, which is crazy. 97 episodes we've done already. So we're we're starting to get close to that 100 episodes. Uh, somebody was like, um, asked me the other day, are you going to do something special for the 100th episode? And I go, ah, you know, probably just more of the same. <laughs> but there you go. The 100th episode is looming. So we will... Um, talk about that and experience that together soon so we'll see you in another week i love you